everybody and welcome to Dyslexia Jewels. I am Janie Black and I'm here today with my guest Jeffrey. Hi Jeffrey. Hi, hi Janie. Jeffrey is from Kenya. He is also a recent graduate of the Rare Gem Talent School there. So Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining me all the You're way. <laughs> We're in different welcome. countries but we're, we are connected which is so Awesome. So Jeffrey, tell me what it was like um, growing up as a child with dyslexia um, or even maybe share like before you even knew that you had this disability. Okay, it's a challenge. Mostly in Africa because people don't know much more about dyslexia. Yeah. So you just, you just find people ignoring you most of the time. And you know, you just keep asking yourself, I'm a child, normal like the others, right? Yes. Why? Why is this happening to me and not him? Yes. Why is this? Why is this happening to my to me, not my brother or sister? Yeah. You know that's how sometimes you just start losing self-esteem. You just just find yourself lost. You just find yourself in a world of your own. Mm -hmm. It's just like you're drowning and no, there's nobody there who can save. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, before I realized I was dyslexic, before I even knew that that word ever existed, yeah. I was just lost. What can I say? Actually, I just started school normally, like, you know, normal, normal kids went to school. But, you know, in Africa here, yeah, there's a point whereby you get into a certain grade and you have to start doing things for your own, you know. Yeah. You start to, you just, you have to read for yourself, write for yourself in order for you to, to move on. You know, you can't just stay in one place forever. You know, the, the, the school needs to, to see a change in you. Mm -hmm. So that's where my problem started, actually. I was in, uh, I was in class, grade, grade four. That was my first year. That's when I joined the, the grade. That's when I joined grade four. And, uh, you know, normal, like you enter in class, say good morning. You know, they are, they are, you just find new students, you just have to interact with them. You're laughing, you're, you're having fun. Then the teacher comes in and it's time for English or maths. And uh, I can remember, actually, I didn't used to have a problem with maths because maths was just, uh, you just mostly uh, you, you have to count, you know. Yeah. You have to count. There's not, there's not much reading or writing or something. You just have to count using your fingers or anything. But the challenge was other subjects that I had to read, you know. And uh, I remember my first English lesson. It was actually after, it was actually in the morning, whereby that was my first time, you know, to start writing down things and uh, composition. And I was asked to write something down. And after that, read it, read it, you know, out. And uh, I didn't know what came. I don't, I don't know what happened, actually. I was so young, you know, and I couldn't think of anything bad. I just asked myself, am I sick or what? What's happening? Right. I've never had this, I've never had this feeling before, you know. Mm -hmm. And I look back. Everybody's, you know, writing down and I'm just there. Don't know what to write. So I remember what I did was I looked at a certain chart which was in front of me. And I wrote exactly how the chart was written. 
Yeah. But the, the challenge was I could I could not even read it. So when the time came for me to stand up and read, you know, the composition in front of everybody, I was stranded. Yeah. I was scared, I was shivering, but um, I just kind of felt lost. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, the teacher was the teacher was waiting for me to talk or say something. The whole class is looking at me. I was, oh my god, what am I gonna do? This is so bad. I'm gonna get beaten, you know. And uh, I remember I was told, I was told to, I was given some few minutes and then I was kicked out of the class, just like that. So when I got outside, I remember I sat on that, a big tree. And I was like, what is happening to me today? What's wrong? This, my first year, you know, in, in grade four and these things are happening to me yeah. and I, I couldn't think of anything I just thought maybe I'm tired you know I'm exhausted of because I had I traveled a day before just have to put things together and, and know what's happening yeah. so I went back to class after a few minutes after some hours actually mm-hmm. and then, then the whole class was looking at me I was like are you okay What's wrong? I'm fine. I just don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm tired or I'm sick or, or something. And you know, teachers were telling me, you know what? You need to visit a doctor. You're, you're not okay. You're, you're lazy. You just, you, you just come to school, you know, to spend time, eat or do something like that. And uh, at such a young age, you know, of uh, course, you would cry. Of isn't course. It? But nobody was there, you know, to stand by your side. Nobody was there to sit down and try to understand what's going on with you. Yeah. No, I, I, I could never, I could find someone to share, you know, with what I was feeling. Yeah. That was the yeah. challenge. Yeah. Jeffrey, that, that happens to children every day. And it doesn't matter what country you live in, it happens. And, you know, I meet children here where I live, where, they don't know what's wrong with them. Their teachers don't know what's wrong with them. And it's like you said, you when you don't have that knowledge that it's dyslexia and it's just that you learn differently and you really think it's something horrible and you spoke to, you know, like it really affected your, your self-worth. You yeah. also spoke to the fact in sharing, you know, that you were afraid that you were going to get beaten. Um, this is a reality where you live that, because yep. I know you and I have spoken about that if part of being successful is being educated, right? So exactly. being smart and having an education. And if yep. someone doesn't understand you have dyslexia and it's, it's not that you're not smart, but you just can't exactly. learn in that way, then what do you do? So I know that um, you ended up going to the Rare Gem Talent School, correct? And can you speak, and this is a school for children with dyslexia, children who learn different. Um, Can you speak to a little bit how that kind of changed your life? Because I know that, you know, you have recently graduated from there. So how did that help you? It changed my life, actually. I felt like I was in a new environment, you know, an environment whereby 
everybody inside it is just everybody inside the school is just like me you know yes there's no difference because i can remember the first time i joined the school i have that kind of feeling whereby i was not sure if i'm in the right school <laughs> so but the way people are approaching me you know the love the bond was strong, you know, and I felt, yeah, this is the place I've been looking for. This is where I belong. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, I, um, and that's how I developed, you know, my talent. I used to kind of hide it, you know, because yeah. teachers used to take, you know, my, my drawings and tear them apart. They just wanted me to read. Yeah. But there in that school, everybody was open. You know, the teachers were understanding taking us slowly because they know we learn differently, isn't it? Yes. And uh, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing good in life than having people around you that understand, people that love you. Yes. And people that value a lot. Because I remember the first time I joined the school and, uh, though, okay, we, we, we do study normally, isn't it? But... There are talent times, you know, whereby you have to show the, the school your talent. You have to express yourself. That's what... And everybody... Yes. And uh, that's when I confidently, you know, started drawing, you know, without even having any fear. Because when I was young, I used to draw cartoons, such small things. But as when I joined the school, you know, I got to learn many different types of art. Yeah. And I love them all. So just, it was an opportunity. It was a life change. Absolutely. To know that we, um, being dyslexic, are also highly creative and artistic. A lot of our musicians, our inventors are dyslexic. But to be able to know that you do have those strengths within you, um, I know for me personally, knowing my strengths really helped bring my self-worth back. Um, And it made me love the fact that I am dyslexic because I wouldn't have that strength probably if I wasn't. So I know that you love art and I've seen some of your art. It's absolutely incredible. What are your, um, what are your hopes for your future now that you are graduated? Okay, um, my hope for my future is that I want to, you know, I want to learn fine art. I just, I, art is in my mind, you know, art is in my, art is everything. Yes. Art is everywhere, you see. And that is, the, that is something that people don't realize, you know. So when I, sometimes when I walk into places and see something which is broken or something, I just think of recycling it, you know. And I tell the person, you know what? I think that bottle, I can, there's a way that I can, you know, recycle it and make it look, change it into something amazing, you know, something magical. And they're like, which way? And the best thing about art is that when you're, when you're doing, you know, when you're drawing or doing something creative, everybody's, everybody wants to know what you're doing, you know? And I always give them this answer. You know what? Just wait and see. Because I might tell you, 
yeah, because I might tell you what I'm going to do and you won't like it. Just wait and see and tell me what you see. And tell me what you'll see that has come out from that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Well, you know, I love art too. One of my favorite yes, quotes is the world without art is just eh. <laughs> and you are so correct. Art is everywhere. And mm -hmm. really just that creativity piece too. Exactly. We need it. It's so enriching to our lives. Yeah. Jeffrey, it's been incredible talking to you. In closing, could you share with our audience, um, what would you say to inspire another child with dyslexia that's feeling a lot of the feelings that you felt? Um, you know, just feeling like they're not, they don't have a place in this world. What would you say to them? Okay. What I would say is that never give up in life, first of all. Never mind what people say about you. People might say hurting words, but focus on your dreams because dreams are valid, you know. And uh, don't follow, you know, people who don't take you in the right path. Follow your instincts. Yeah. Follow your heart. Yeah. And with that, you'll be successful. I know school sometimes is challenging. It is. It has always been. Not to me only, but to even others out there. Yeah. There are people like us who are out there who don't even know what dyslexia is, what, what is going on with them. And they don't know which name to give it. But if we come together and make awareness, awareness about this, the, the world will change. It will be a life change, you know. Yeah, so don't give up. Keep on believing in yourself. Because this world is full of amazing things. Absolutely. So beautifully said and so powerful. So Thank powerful. Um, oh, I want to ask you officially before we close, why do you think it's so important that we change that perception of the way that we view dyslexia in our world? We should change it because if we don't, People will just, you know, just find yourself not believing in yourself, you know. Yeah. Just find yourself saying, you know, saying that, oh, I'm not loved. People don't love me because I'm not educated. Me. You know, so changing it will be something amazing, something magical. Because you can imagine small kids outside there who are just joined school recently. And they have this, you know, learning disability and they don't know anything about it. So if we do this now, they will be lucky because they're, you know, they're young. Yes. And they will discover it. And it's because we already discovered it. It's, it's our duty yeah. to make it international, you know. Yeah. I, we're, we, we share the same heart there. And I always say, you know, it's not just that I'm passionate about doing this. I do feel like it's my moral responsibility for our kids. So, so thank you so much, Jeffrey, for joining me today. Um, I know that we're going to talk again. And um, I would also love to share some of your artwork on social media as well. I wish you the very, very best. I know only good so things are in your future. So um, thank, thank you, everybody. You. 
for joining us today on Dyslexia Jewels, and we will see you next time.